0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com.
1: Welcome back in to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Wednesday, September 13th. We are right in the thick of week two in the NFL now, and the Kansas City Chiefs are preparing to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday at noon. Uh, Love it while it's there, because it's one of only two noon games for the Kansas City Chiefs all season long, so we are all very excited for that noon kickoff here at Arrowhead Pride, let me welcome in the leader and chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sweeney, um, how'd the fantasy teams do in week one?
0: I don't know how many people know this about me on, on the, the Arrowhead Pride podcast network, but I'm in a lot of fantasy leagues.
1: Uh, so
0: <laughs> I uh, was very pleased uh, with the first week uh, across the board in all my leagues. I went nine and one, Steve, including the, the league that we share together. Yeah, that, would- that was a win as well.
1: Uh, I did not have that kind of success in week one and I am pretty much questioning everything that I know about football at this (laughs) point. So I'm glad it worked out for one of us, Pete. Uh, but we got a lot to get to today. Yesterday was an off day for the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, they returned to the practice field today and hopefully they returned to the practice field with, uh, two of the best players also being on the practice field. We'll, uh, We'll get to an update on Travis Kelsey, but we got to start things off with Chris Jones. He is expected to return uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs today after agreeing to a new one-year deal on Monday evening. Uh, The Chiefs also restructured the contract of guard Joe Tooney, clearing up $8.7 million in cap space. Because with the Chris Jones uh, new one-year contract and, and loading up on incentives, they were over the cap. So now they're under the cap. They've got to make a corresponding move. But, Pete, we expect to see Chris Jones on the field today for the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, that, that seems to be the case. And this is always a little awkward these first two, three days when a player is back after contract negotiations because you see on both sides where things start to trickle out. And you know, sometimes, even though you want to retain that player, you see some negativity peeking out about that player and then on the player side you see some negativity about what the team is doing I, I had mentioned in previous podcasts how weird it was that jones who you know technically speaking is a member of the franchise was just watching healthy from a box as the chiefs drop their opening game so i uh, usually it takes a day or two but then everything is back to normal and the status quo i'm sure the the line from Jones when he finally does speak to the media is going to be something to the extent of you know we're putting all that contract stuff behind us and focusing on this year and the Chiefs will focus on this year and who knows where this thing goes uh, once the the year is over Uh, I tend to think Jones still wants to be in Kansas City I I think anything past this year is up in the air so uh, if you're a fan of the Chiefs what I would do is try to enjoy this year Chris Jones and I think we saw last game that the Chiefs could certainly use him. They ended up dropping the game, and I know the defense played well, but I had mentioned this on previous podcasts. I, I do think that Chris Jones makes at least a one-to-two-point difference, and so I think good to have him back, makes everything on the defense run a little smoother. We'll see if the ramp up is able to get him ready for Jacksonville. I tend to think that he's going to want to play. Right now he's, he has a roster exemption, which gives the, the Chiefs – now, technically speaking, 54 players on their roster. They'll have to put him on the 53 if he's going to play. But I, I tend to think they'll use this week to make sure he's okay, good to go. Uh, he's going to want to play. And I, I, if I'm betting on it, I, I bet he sees limited snaps uh, against the Jaguars.
1: Yeah, I, I hope that's the case um, because this Jacksonville team is very talented. And I think they could definitely use Chris Jones, even if it's on a snap count on Sunday. So... You'd like to see him take the field. He claims he is ready to play football right now. And, you know, I kind of wonder, we should hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes later on this afternoon. And I wonder if we'll hear from Chris Jones today. Um, He's going to speak to the media at some point. Maybe it'll be later in the week, but it could also be today. We'd like to see that. And we'd like to, I'm sure Chiefs fans would like to hear from Chris Jones. So, uh We'll continue to monitor all of that at arrowheadpride.com. We'll have all the information that you need um, on his status. And just uh, for to highlight some of the incentives that the Chiefs built into this new one-year contract for Chris Jones, he gets $1 million for participating in 35% of the defensive snaps, gets another $1 million for participating in 50% of the snaps, had an existing $1.25 million incentive for reaching 10 sacks. That now increases to $1.75 if he has 15 sacks, He also gets $1 million if he's named a first-team All-Pro and the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. He also gets another $2 million if he is named Defensive Player of the Year. Now, after missing one game, all of that stuff seems like it it is still attainable for Chris Jones, uh, but not exactly the the guaranteed money I, I think that him and his agents would have been hoping they would have gotten from the Kansas City Chiefs at this point.
0: Well, they just never agreed. And I think the solution ended up being a, a lot to do with these likely to be earned, not likely to be earned incentives that are put in, in the contract that once the new contracts came out and the incentives started to trickle out, you, you were wondering how the chiefs were fitting all of this under the cap. Uh, as it turns out, the chiefs already had some incentives when it came to 10 sacks in the contract to, to my understanding, those remain likely to be earned. However, anything new that they added is not likely to be earned. And why is that uh, important? Because anything not likely to be earned, should Jones be able to get there, will be put on the 2024 cap. So you're kicking it down the road. So it allows the Chiefs to give Jones an opportunity to make some of the fine money that he lost back, I believe, if he accomplishes everything. And it's quite a laundry list, as you were describing. (laughs) It includes first-team All-Pro in a Super Bowl championship, uh, which has become fairly easy in Kansas City, but when you think about reality, it's not an easy thing to accomplish, but uh, he can make a a little bit more and get closer to the number that he uh, was seeking. And so in the end, it really is a mechanism to buy these two sides time. And if you're looking for a positive of all that, it's it's the fact that Jones is going to be completely ultra motivated to again, rack up those sacks uh, again, look like a player who's one of the best in the league. And you know, if you're Jones, you're saying, let me play that hard. Let me, let me show them what I could do. Let me prove them wrong. And let me ask for even more money uh, at the end of this. And one of the other important parts is the Chiefs did not take the franchise tag off the table. So even in the case of, well, this is just going to be too expensive for us after this year, we could see a tag and trade similar to what happened when you know, Frank Clark uh, ended up coming to the chiefs or d ford was tagged and then traded to the 49ers that could happen as well so gives the chiefs a lot of options and it gives them a damn good player who's going to be super motivated for 2023
1: i think the not having the franchise tag taken away for the chiefs is the biggest deal to come out of this because that gives them some safety net to possibly move him if they can't come to a long-term deal next season and also it tells me that it, The Chiefs weren't really willing to budge at all on this stuff. (laughs) like Because we've seen over and over again, once these guys agree to new deals, oftentimes across the NFL, it's become pretty common over the last couple of years to have no trade clauses, no franchise tag, things like that for key players. And for the Chiefs to still get that coming out of this, it's a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, just another point on this. And this is where I think everything gets lost. And you start to see the team and the player and things getting a little dicey when it comes to things that are leaking out to the media. If this was Major League Baseball, Chris Jones might have gotten more than Aaron Donald. The the salary cap is designed so owners don't have to essentially pay all, all that much money to these players who probably in a ceilingless situation like we see in baseball would be able to make that money because in a way they would be worth it. The Kansas City Chiefs, they know they have Patrick Mahomes only for so long. I know we still got like thirteen to eighteen years of this, but depending on how long Mahomes uh, wants to play. But you know, that goes fast. You know, he's already in the seventh, eighth season here and you wanna make sure you maximize the opportunity to win championships every single year that he's the quarterback. And sometimes you can only go so far when it comes to contract, like not to say that the Chiefs don't want to pay Jones. I think they want to pay him, and I think they want to get him to a number where he feels valued. It's like you can't sacrifice the rest of the team to do so when you have this window, this gifted 20-year window, so to speak, similar to what we saw with New England uh, from 2000 to 2020. And uh, and that's that's all it is. And so the Chiefs will never budge on that. We already saw it with Tyree Hill, who, by the way, like we can say, it. he looks like the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, After week one, uh, and they're not going to do it with someone they feel really good about on the other side of the ball. And it has nothing to do with them not liking the player, it has everything to do with managing the team so that they could. Win Super Bowls, plural.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this offseason unfolds for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got a lot of decisions to make. Uh, you know, Nick Bolton is a player that could be looking for new money here pretty soon. LeJarius Need is about to be a free agent. Mike Dana is about to be a free agent. Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, all guys that are going to be looking for new money soon. Willie Gay. Um, there's a lot of decisions to be made on, on the future of this roster, and the Chiefs are going to have uh, a lot of things to clear up in 2024 but for now uh, Chris Jones will return to the field he will be a part of this team moving forward this season and hopefully help them get back to another Super Bowl uh, another player that is just as important to the success of the Kansas City Chiefs is tight end Travis Kelsey Um, you know uh, he we got the report from Jay Glazer over the weekend that you know he dodged serious injury and expectations are that Travis Kelsey is going to Have a chance to play in week two, but if not, it should be here in the near future. It's not going to be a significantly long-term injury. But do we have any other updates on the Chief superstar tight end, Pete?
0: Yeah, so as you've been looking at national reports, uh, apparently the number was indeed on the bracelet, and (laughs) somehow it it did end up getting to to Taylor. (laughs) And uh, as things Uh have kind of happened,
1: I was Wait, talking what? about his injury update, not his love life. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> but no. I mean, if there is any update on him and Taylor Swift and their budding relationship, at least according to reports, of Church sure Chiefs fans would love to hear about that, too.
0: Yeah, uh, this is uh, exciting. From the things that I'm hearing, I, I think there may uh, be some truth to, to some of this. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with, uh, with Travis and Taylor when it comes to the on the field. Uh, Steve. I think the key is Wednesday uh, here and the Wednesday afternoon injury report. And I tend to think they're going to be trying to ease him in here. I think what's gotten lost in this is we're we're kind of sure or people become kind of sure uh, that that he's going to certainly play, definitely play against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a hyperextended knee. It sounds like a bone bruise. And What I'm here to tell you is if they were cautious enough to keep him out of week one, I still think that that if there's any question about re-injury, they're going to hold him out of week two. I think week three, week four seems more reasonable. I don't think this is by any means an extended injury, a season-long type of injury, but I think they want to get him back to 100% before they throw him out in the field so that he is good for 15, 16 games. So I still think it's iffy. I think it's more sure for week three, I, I believe that's Chicago Bears coming up, next week I think this is wait and see if you see him as a full participant at any time this week that's going to be an indication that he's going to be ready to go but look for that injury report we'll post it as we do every day at arrowheadpride.com if he's limited I still am not completely sure he plays against the Jaguars which like going back to that original point about Chris Jones makes his arrival so much more important you know what I mean because you're going to want to uh, end up having any kind of um, positive when it comes to offense defense because you saw uh, the offense struggled a little bit uh, without Kelsey. I think they'll be better for having that experience, and I think there are things that can be fixed week to week. But you're going to be wanting to hold what is an up and coming Jaguars offense. Calvin Ridley looked great last week. Uh, that's able to score points. So you're going to want to hold them uh, as much as you can as you try to get to this first win of the season. So it's wait and see on Kelsey. Not ruling him out for this week, but I think it's more. Uh, up in the air than folks are, are giving a credit for it
1: again we should know more later this afternoon once the chiefs release their first official injury report We should also hear from andy Reid and patrick mahomes later on today maybe chris jones uh we'll see if not i would expect to hear from him as soon as he's activated to the 53 man roster so we might hear from him coming soon but uh, make sure you're on the lookout for from the podium later on this afternoon. We know we will hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. As always, make sure you're locked into ArrowheadPride.com for all of the latest news and updates. Make sure you stay right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, and as always, leave us a kind rating and review. We got a great British Chief show coming your way this afternoon, plus. Plenty of stuff and plenty of coverage all week long on the Kansas City Chiefs Week 2 matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow on the next edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. Mm.